Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome everyone to episode number 41 from Delving into Islam podcast. This is your host, Wa'il. And uh, again, thank you so much. Thank you so, so much for listening and thank you for uh, your uh, great uh, feedback and your kind words. And um, if you have any questions, please email me at delvingintoislam at gmail.com. Again, delvingintoislam at gmail.com. And I promise I will get back to you as soon as possible, inshallah. Um, let's get into today's topic. Today's topic is basically regarding what's happening in France. And specifically in France, but technically worldwide. There is a global attack on Muslims. There is a global attack on Muslims. Um, not by everyone, not by every government, not by every you know Western or Eastern country. But there's a collective attack. There's a lot of countries, a lot of governments who have tremendous efforts to destroy Islam. To defame Islam, to ruin the image of Islam, to end the spread of Islam, to do a lot of things, a lot of evil things to Islam. Here's the thing. Number one, none of you will succeed. To those who think they can... Uh, destroy the religion of Islam and 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 you know do whatever they 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 uh, they're planning on doing to Islam. Let me. It's just flash news for you guys. You won't be able to succeed. And this is not me talking. This is not my um, my own speculation. This is what Allah Subhanahu wa Taala had told us. Allah told us that no one will touch the religion of Islam until the day of judgment. Until the day of judgment. They could plot as much as they can. They could do whatever they want. But Allah is the best of plotters. It's Allah. What makes Allah the best of plotters? Because Allah has an advantage that you will never have, which is Allah knows exactly what you're plotting. The enemies of Islam, Allah knows exactly what they're plotting. Allah knows exactly what they're doing. Because He knows what we hide in ourselves. He knows what we do in secret, and He knows what we do in public, and He knows our intentions. So try to fool Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We talked about... Um, I remember one of uh, my Jum'ah uh, uh, sermons, I talked about the people of Jannah, not Jannah in paradise, the people of Jannah, meaning the people of the garden, and their story that they tried to, uh, they thought that they could deceive the people on Allah by going and stealing their own um the fruit from their own garden because they didn't want to donate it to the poor or donate a portion of it to the poor. But Allah destroyed the garden, burnt it, sent some sort of disease on it. It was destroyed because you cannot fool Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You just can't. It's that simple. You can fool human beings. Absolutely. You cannot fool the creator subhanahu wa ta'ala. 
So that's that. Now, there's a few problems that I would like to address, which is, let's talk about the hypocrisy of governments or the hypocrisy of people themselves. A country like China, a country like France, Myanmar, Burma, you know, what's happening in Yemen, what's happening in Syria, what's happening in Iraq, what's happening in almost all the Muslim countries, almost. I know that a lot of Muslim countries don't have this, but they have their own oppression um, by their own leaders. Bombing innocent children who go to work, like Yemen, a bus, a school bus full of children was bombed just because. Killing innocent lives. Countless innocent lives. There is a crisis in Yemen. Yemen is categorized by the United Nations as the number one country with a humanitarian crisis. Now, the hypocrisy that I'm talking about here is, yeah, we could kill as much as we want from Muslims, but one thing happens, one radical Muslim or one whatever you want to call them, a terrorist, one angry, ignorant uh, extremist will go and fight or kill someone in the West and the whole world mourns. Now, let me, ex- let me be very clear. Islam does not encourage killing in any way, shape, or form unless it's justly made, meaning you're defending yourself, you're in a battlefield, and so forth. We talked about this billions of times in my podcast. Islam is totally against killing an innocent life, but that goes both ways. We're talking about the hypocrisy here. What happened in France... The guy who drew the cartoons, the offending cartoons of the Prophet wasallam, the best human being who ever walked on the face of this earth, the Prophet wasallam. Some Muslim got angry and he just went and he, uh, I think, uh, slaughtered him or beheaded him. I don't, I don't know the gruesome details. But the whole world, all of France is mourning and they're like, that, they used that. That was a bait. My dear brothers and sisters, that was a bait. They used that to defame Islam. They were like, oh, that, yeah, that's Islam right there, see? But then in Canada, Toronto, when a guy was sitting in front of his mosque in his car and a white supremacist comes and slaughters him, you hear nothing about it on the news. Why? Because the victim was Muslim. Eh. He had it coming, quote-unquote. Hypocrisy at its best. This is blatant hypocrisy. It's unbelievable type of hypocrisy, which is the the, the type of hypocrisy that the Prophet ﷺ told us will happen towards the end of time. What's right will be wrong, and what's wrong will be right in the sight of people. And that's exactly what's happening. You get slaughtered, you get blown up, you get killed in the most brutal way. What are you, Muslim? Uh, That's fine. You'll survive. 
It's fine. The, 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 the Muslim community will survive. It's not a big deal. It's, they're used to it. But then an, a white person? Oh, my dear Lord. Nope. We have to make a stand. Nope. We have to, you know, address terrorism. Terrorism goes both ways. By the, by the way, and I, m- I remember I mentioned this in my, um, in, in, I don't know the, the, the episode number, but if you go back to episode that's with the title of Islam, is, the, is Islam a violent religion? Um, I address very much that there were books written regarding how terrorism is a product of political conflicts, not religious ones. This kid who slaughtered that uh, teacher who drew uh, 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 ugly and, 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 and unacceptable cartoons of the Prophet ﷺ, he did not do it because he was a pure Muslim and uh, he was just doing it for the sake of the religion. He did it because he felt oppressed in his own country. Muslims are the Muslims are almost um, I think they're around like 7% of the French population. Yet 7% is a big number by the way. I think it's the largest number in terms of like the western countries. Yet they are oppressed in the craziest way possible. You don't believe me, look it up. France is one of the biggest countries who blatantly hate islam islamophobia is there like in public in public arabs and all these the the, the like all the arab uh, communities they they live in fear you know i know people who are french muslims they live in fear it doesn't matter your um your social status i mean your economical status if you're like you know middle class or uh, upper class you still live in fear in France, which is uh, the, the 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 country of the freedom of uh, of opinion or freedom of speech, yeah, absolutely, obviously, that's the hypocrisy I'm talking about. That is the hypocrisy. Freedom goes for everyone, but no, in a country like France, if you are Muslim, freedom does not apply to you. You don't get the right to worship whoever you want. You get the, you don't get the right to say whatever you want. And guess what? It's not like Muslims are trying to plot and making um, some sort of like secret revolution. They just want to go to work, come back from work, pray five times a day, raise their kids, and that's about it. But no, that's unacceptable. Islam has a problem. Islam is in crisis. That's what the President Macron said. Islam is in crisis. Well, let me break it to you, buddy. Islam will fix the crisis of the world. Islam is not in crisis. Muslims could be in crisis. Muslim could, Muslims could have a problem. Yeah, absolutely. We're divided now like never before. Muslims do have a problem. Because they're not close to their religion. They're not close to Allah. That's what the only problems that Muslims have. That's the only problem that Muslims have. The only problem that Muslims have is that they're all divided. Everybody isn't on their phone, their TikToks. Their, I'm talking about the youth. Caring about this song, caring about this thing. Uh, uh, they're caring about, you know, how to get promoted, which is there's nothing wrong with that. But I'm just saying that's all they care about. How to get promoted, how to get a bigger house, how to get a, b- a better car. And they lost focus on the big prize. 
They don't focus on it anymore. What is the big prize to work for their hereafter? To be a one united nation. That's not there. We're not there yet. And that's what make a country like France, a country like China, treat Muslims the way they do because we are weak. Now, again, let me emphasize what I mean by we should be strong is by getting closer to Allah, have a voice. But because China knows that when they humiliate and torture Muslims, not a single Muslim country will respond. They know that pretty well because they know that Muslim countries, they're so scared about the money. They're so scared about their economical uh, dealings with China. That's what they care about. That's why China straight up torture Muslims, put them in concentration camps. Like the Jewish people were put in concentration camps by the Nazis. This is history is repeating itself, but in different circumstances. The world is watching and nobody's doing anything about it. Because we're weak. And it, don't blame our uh, the Muslim leaders or the Muslim presidents or kings or whatever. It starts from you. It starts from you. You are not religious enough. You care about this dunya. Care about this dunya. Here's a beautiful hadith by the Prophet The Prophet says, In the future, talking about probably these times, other nations, meaning non-Muslim nations, will invite one another on you to eat from you. To torture you, to play with you, to toy with you, like people inviting one another on a good meal or on a meal. You know when you're like going out with friends and like, you know, you have like this shared plate coming in the middle. You keep saying, oh, go chase that. That tastes really good. Hey, buddy, come on, come on. You, you got to try this. You got to try this. That's exactly what's happening to Muslims. Other nations are there are like, oh, come on, you, come on, take a stab at that. Oh, try, 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 try it a little bit. It is delicious. That's exactly what's happening to the Muslims right now. Because we are weak. And then the, the, the companions of the Prophet ﷺ, when he said that hadith, they said, oh, so does that mean because the Muslims will be very few in numbers? The Prophet ﷺ say what, said what? No, you're going to be so many. The Muslims will be a lot in numbers. So many in numbers. 1.8 billion Muslims across the world. 1.8, almost 2 billion. But here's the big. When our hearts will be filled with loving this dunya, caring about our income, caring about uh, uh, the, this singer or that movie or again I'm not saying that you should shelter yourself or isolate yourself you know I watch movies myself you know I live my normal life but my religion is my number one priority Allah comes first before anything else that's what Muslims are missing so the Prophet says when our priorities are different. They're not Islam anymore. Allah will take the fear of our enemies from their heart. Allah will extract. Because what happened in the days of the Prophet ﷺ? What happened? The Prophet ﷺ, when he's about to go to war with a certain country or a certain nation, Allah puts fear in their hearts one month prior to the battle. One month prior to the battle. 
and they win. The Muslims win the battle just by fear. That's what happened in Mecca, my dear brothers and sisters. Mecca was conquered without a single drop of blood because of fear. Muslims were strong, were one actual true one nation. Now, Allah took that fear from the enemies of Islam. Allah took it away. And Allah put in us the fear of dying. Because when you love this dunya, when you love this life so much, you don't want to die. You don't want to meet Allah. There's so much that you need to do to fix yourself, right? You're clinging to this world because, you know, you want to buy the... The, the, the mansion, you want to buy the, the latest uh, and, and, and the greatest car in the world, you want to buy the, you know, the best uh, phone, the best smartphone, you want to do this, you want to do that, and that's all you care about. Now, don't get me wrong, again, I'm f- emphasizing here, and I'm a little bit passionate about this, but I don't want people to misunderstand what I'm saying. L- w- having a big house, having a, the latest, the best car in the world is very Islamic if if you have the money to do it. There's nothing wrong with that. But making it your end all, making it your only purpose in life to live, to have a good life, but you forget about your creator, you forget about your own religion, is unacceptable. If you're a rich Muslim who lives in a mansion, who has the latest whatever car, who has the best of technology, who has the best of clothes, yet you're praying five times a day, you're memorizing the Quran, you're teaching your children the Quran, you are fighting for the cause of Islam by paying a lot of charity, supporting the immigrants, supporting the the refugees. If you're doing all that and you're rich, you are the best of Muslims. By the way, when you're rich and you never forget about your Lord, you are the best of Muslims. But if you're rich and you totally forget about your Lord, trust me, you are the worst of Muslims. It's that simple. Islam doesn't ask you to sacrifice your life. No, you could have both. You can sacrifice your life. I mean, you can have a beautiful, most, you know, um, fancy life and also you can have the most beautiful faith and strong faith and you work for the hereafter islam never ever ever asked us to choose between the hereafter and this life but islam always told us what to have a priority of the hereafter more than this life allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the quran surah al-a'la that the hereafter is better that's it Set your priority to the hereafter. Still enjoy life. Still enjoy life. Allah says in the Quran, do not forget your portion from living this life. But that this verse, it the context of this verse is that you have to live in this life, enjoy life. Why why you are fulfilling? Why you are fulfilling Allah's commands? Why you are being a great Muslim, not just a good Muslim. While you're doing all that, you can enjoy life. There's nothing wrong with that. 
but enjoying life and that's about it. You forget about your religion. You forget about your own purpose of life. That's what caused countries like France, countries like China, Myanmar, all those people humiliating Islam because we have no identity anymore. We do not have any identity anymore. Our identity is out of the window, gone. It's gone. Why is it gone? Because we care about this life so much. There's so many distractions. Social media became the number one distractions for young Muslims. They can't see ahead of them. They only they can't even see <laughs> right underneath them like their own feet. When all you care about, and it don't, don't come and tell me about age, oh, they're so young, whatever, they're in their like, uh, early 20s, they're teenagers or whatever. No, they're not. Back in the day, kids who were 14 used to go to war with the Prophet ﷺ, used to be in his army. They were responsible. It's not about age. Never was. It's all mental. It's all about faith, not age. Friends, they're worried about Muslims. They're, they're afraid of Islam. Because Islam is spreading everywhere. In France, in Europe, in America, everywhere. Because it's the true religion. There's nothing wrong with that. Actually, I mean, that's the only truth. It's the true religion. And that's why when people sit and study, people look it up. People see more about Islam. They understand it makes perfect sense. It makes perfect sense. And who delivered it to us? The most beloved human being to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. May blessings and praise be upon him. The man that you should love more than anything. All Muslims. The man who sacrificed so much for the religion of Islam for us. The man who was hit by rocks and he was bleeding to spread the knowledge of Islam to save you. To put you on the right path. The man who used to stand in prayers all night with feet swollen to ask Allah to forgive all the Muslims. His wife used to come and tell him, why are you standing like this? And he would say, because on the day of judgment, I want to make, I want to plead for my people. And we don't care. We don't care. The man that you should love more than you love your own family. Because your family is not going to put you in Jannah. But he did when he delivered Islam to us.
it's painful. But the response is not by going and killing innocent people, or I don't consider that teacher innocent, but innocent life. It was not in a battlefield. It was unfairly taken. We do not apply the hudud. We do not take the law with you know with our own hands. We don't do that as Muslims. We follow the law of the lands. This is actually from the sunnah. The Prophet ﷺ, when he sent those Muslims to the companions to Habasha, which was a Christian country back in the day, he commanded them to follow the laws of the lands. Do not try to apply Sharia there in a non-Muslim country. Sharia, actually one of the conditions of Sharia is to be applied by the government. You can't apply it yourself. You can't go and kill someone just because he did something that was horrifying and horrible. Still, there are laws. And if the law of the country that you live in doesn't do anything, they call it the freedom of speech, you can't apply, you can't force your own laws. That's what a Muslim should do. Be patient. And what you could do instead of, you know, uh, trying to be, again, and this is not, again, I want to emphasize before I continue talking about this point. Those who use violence in the name of Islam are actually not using it in the name of Islam. They're not do- the cause of it is oppression. All those extremist groups out there who say it's because of Islam, they're not right. They're not right. They're just using Islam as a banner or whatever. But the main reason, the sources, look at their history. This, there has been researches. You have to be a special type of like, you know, not smart, I don't want to say the other word, to believe that these are all, their motivations are purely Islam. Not not, not even closely. It's all political. It's all about political oppression. It's all about political oppression. Those people who are cast away from their countries or who are like uh, put in jails and prisons by, you know, countries in the West, they want revenge. It's all political. 9-11, no matter who did it, was political. All the, 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 the terrorist attacks, all political. But putting the religion as a banner to convince people, yeah, we're doing it for a great cause. To recruit people. But it's all political at its core. It comes from oppression. It comes from whatever you want to call it. It's mainly oppression. Not justifying it. I'm not justifying this. I'm just only contextualizing. This is not... This is not justifiable, but I'm just telling you, religion has nothing to do with it. So instead of trying to go and kill someone, because this is a bait, my dear brothers and sisters. They're trying to provoke you. They're trying to poke you. So they can tell the world, look at Muslims, they're violent. But we're not violent. Islam tells us to be very graceful and forgiving Especially, especially you don't, this is not a Muslim land that you live in. You have to follow their laws. You don't like it, leave the country. If you feel that Islam is being oppressed and you can't, you feel like you're about to like explode or something. Well, no pun intended here, but like you feel seriously, if you feel like you can't take it anymore, leave the country, migrate. Go to either uh, a Muslim country or a more tolerant uh, non-Muslim country. It's up to you. The choice is yours. But don't throw your life away and do something that the Prophet ﷺ told us never to do. 
The Prophet says, "Do not betray the people that you commit covenant or, or you like have a covenant with." When you are living in a non-Muslim country, whether you have whatever uh, citizenship or you have like a residency, this is called a covenant between you and this country. You cannot betray it. No matter what, you don't like what's happening in this country, leave. That's the teachings of the Prophet Because the Prophet says, if you do that, if you betray the covenant, if you try to kill a non-Muslim unjustly, again, not defending yourself, not in a battlefield, whatever and whatnot, then the Prophet will testify against you on the Day of Judgment. So you lost your dunya and you also lost your hereafter. So how do we fight this? We're saying Islam is not a violent religion. You should not resolve to violence. So how do we fight this? By knowledge. Knowledge is the most powerful weapon. Knowledge is the most powerful weapon. A, not just a Muslim, a human being could have. Knowledge. Learn more about your religion. Learn more about history. Learn, learn, learn. God, that's your only weapon. Don't use actual weapons. It's not your place. Not your place. Use knowledge. I'm sitting on this chair talking to you right now because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has blessed me with a little bit of knowledge. And I'm spreading it. I'm talking to people about the religion of Islam because that's my duty. Guess what? You, instead of being on your phone and getting angry at the government and then acting so foolishly, you could make a difference by gaining knowledge. It's the most beautiful thing you could ever do. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the Prophet sallallahu they always praise the student of knowledge. The most fearful people of Allah are those who have knowledge. Because when you know Allah pretty well, you fear Allah. And uh, we talked about this, fearing Allah in a good way, of course. It's always a good thing to fear Allah. It's not a good thing to fear other people. Because fearing Allah leads you to do good deeds. Leads you to be very disciplined in life. Makes you stay away from sins. How would you do all that without knowledge? You'll never. You'll never feel the true blessing of faith unless you have knowledge of it. It's just, it makes sense. You're not going to be, for example, a good engineer unless you have knowledge of engineering. You're not going to be a good programmer unless you have knowledge and you know some programming languages and you know how to use them. You're not going to be a good doctor unless you have knowledge and you went to college and you studied medicine. You won't be a good cop unless you went to, you know, the police academy. It's so on. You can't have, you can't do good to your religion unless you have knowledge and f as much as knowledge as you can get regarding that religion. You can't. You won't benefit anyone if you're on your phone 24-7 looking at videos and songs and, and you know, uh, playing uh, video games all day long. Going uh, on vacations, partying all day, partying all night. Going on, you know, sitting in the cafeteria, you know, spending your day not gaining any knowledge. You are, you're, you basically, you have no benefit to Islam.
So you have no right to be mad when countries who are oppressing Islam like France and like China, they do what, when they do what they do, you have no right to be upset. You did nothing towards Islam. You have no right to be upset. People who like people who are like so far away from religion. Once you hear about a story about uh, on the news about like what's happening to Muslims in, in France, they get so angry and fired up. It's great. I love the jealousy about the religion. Beautiful. But what did you do? You participated in this by being weak, by having less knowledge. You need to weaponize yourself by knowledge. To protect yourself, protect your religion, respond on the behalf of Islam. You'll never represent Islam, by the way, but you could make people see how it could be manifested in you. We make mistakes. Islam is a perfect religion. So that's why you'll never represent Islam, but you could show parts of Islam in you. When you make mistakes, you say, well, it's me not Islam, I'm the one who made the mistake. That's why responding to that president again, who is, by the way, one of the least smart presidents I've ever seen in my entire life. A guy who's literally causing, almost trying to cause civil war in his own country. I don't know where's this guy's head is going, to be honest. I have no clue. This guy is, to me, it's just mind-boggling what he's doing. I know he's trying to please a certain sect of, 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 of the people, but he's not smart, man. Like, he's really not smart. But anyway. Protect yourself by knowledge. You want to fight for Islam? Fight using knowledge. Fight using knowledge. Allah told you. Gain knowledge. The Prophet says what? In the hadith, authentic hadith. Every single creation of Allah praise. They all praise the student of knowledge. Even the fish in the water, in the sea, in the ocean, the trees, the mountains, angels, everybody. Everything. It's that powerful. Learn more about your religion. Seek knowledge. The correct knowledge. There could be, alhamdulillah, there are very few, but there could be some you know, misleading outlets out there for knowledge. Seek, and it's not that difficult. It's very simple to find out the right path and to get the appropriate knowledge. It's that simple. If anyone wants to learn about the religion, for, for all of you who are listening right now, if anybody wants to learn about the religion or completely, or they want to take classes uh, in the religion, uh, I can. I'm, I mean, I'm, I, f- I feel like what I'm doing using the podcast is is that. Um, um, making people learn about Islam but if people want to have like a one-on-one like using a Skype or whatever because basically that's my platform that I use uh, I'll do it for free just email me 
for all those, the new Muslims or the non-Muslims who want to learn about Islam face-to-face, one-on-one. They have like a lot of questions and they want, don't want to, you know, keep sending me emails to address it in, in a podcast. Just email me that you want to have a one-on-one session. I'll do it for free and I'll be gladly doing it, inshallah. I have no problem with that. I'm, don't worry about it. I'm getting my reward from Allah, inshallah, hopefully. I'll do it for free. Please email me. Contact me. We need to learn more about our religion because this is humiliating. Islam will never be humiliated, by the way. You can never humiliate Islam because it's a religion coming from Allah. You could try to do, you could plot, like I said, you could plot as much as you can. You'll never be able to succeed. You'll never be able to succeed. Inshallah, you'll never be able to succeed because this is a religion that's protected by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But knowledge is key. Knowledge is key. You have to. France, China, and the hypocrisy of the entire world who are watching what's happening and they're doing nothing. But then yet the moment that someone from the West gets hurt, the entire world mourns, including Muslim countries, which is incredibly weird to me. But I'm not frustrated, alhamdulillah. We are on a religion of truth. And that shows you, by the way. Imagine this. When the entire world plots, well, not fully, but most of the countries, they're plotting against the religion of Islam, you know you're upon the truth. Because if this religion was fake, you know, if this religion was like appealing to people, every, you know, all types of people, you wouldn't find that much resistance. You wouldn't find that much plotting against it. But because this religion is firm and it's telling the rich to give up money for the weak, it's calling for equality. People don't like it. It gets people out of their comfort zone and it ruins some political parties' plans and agendas. It does that, so that's why there is this crazy war on Islam. Here in America too, there's this crazy war on Islam. They're funding it so like they have so much money put into fighting islam and guess what alhamdulillah by the grace of allah it's still spreading because this is the religion of allah muslims could be definitely weak muslims could always make mistakes islam is the perfect religion we make mistakes but islam will still and stay as the perfect religion it's untouched Quran is the perfect book Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had sent and Islam is the perfect religion and the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is the perfect human being. You can't touch that by cartoons and rumors and, and try to uh, paint Islam with the brush of like terrorism and, and violence. You can't do that. Sexism and, 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 and misogyny. You can't play this game. You can't play this game with Islam. Islam is a very firm religion that wants you to worship one Lord, the one who created you, to be eventually able to go to paradise. With that comes a few rules, because life is not a jungle. We're not animals. We live by rules. The best people, 
those who lived by their own rules or by rules they followed. They were disciplined and they got through tough times using their own rules. I'm sorry, I'm talking about human beings. Now you have rules that are being put by the Lord Himself, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He's giving you the rules. You shouldn't have a shred of doubt that this will be your salvation. You are going to be delivered to Jannah, to paradise, if you follow these rules. Yes, along the way we can make mistakes. Islam does not deny that. But we go back to Allah when we repent. Islam will still be perfect. Imperfect Muslims do not represent Islam. Only those who strive, only those who are fight their own battles for the sake of Islam, those are the true representation of Islam. Not the weak part. We could get weak, we could get stronger, we could get weak again and get stronger again. This, is, this thing will happen until the day of judgment. Friends, the one talking about the freedom of speech, they are the ones who colonized Algeria for many, many, many years. Then they brought the Algerian people, they used to rape their children, they used to put them again in concentration camps, talking about the freedom of speech, a free world, a free country. They colonized that entire country, they enslaved its people, they raped the women, they used to kill their like those who defy them, and then they took them back to France for labor work, to literally be like slaves, to let them do the dirty work that they wouldn't do themselves. And many generations later, those people who went to France, those people who went to France to work as labor workers, they got married. They have grandchildren, and now this is the current generations, the grand-grandchildrens of these people are living in the country. They are Muslims in France. And now France is mad that they're there, but they didn't even migrate. You brought them into this country. Again, talking about the most blatant hypocrisy in the world, and nobody says anything about it. They were brought by the French government to do the dirty work, and then when they stayed, and they had families and members, the same thing like in England and India. The Indians, same thing. And now they're mad that they're there. You brought them in there. Now you want to kick them out where? To where? This new generation, they have no connections. Most of them have no connections because you brought their grand, great, great grandparents to work as slaves in your country. Hypocrisy at its best and the whole world is quiet. Why? Because Muslims are quiet. Because Muslims are weak. We have no knowledge. Speak up. Learn more about religion. Learn more about history so you can have this argument with anybody who tries to tell you Islam is a bad religion. I've had this, alhamdulillah, many times. People who think they could come and teach me about my own religion. I remember back in the day, I used to have this, uh, and, and I do not, just to let you know, I do not belong to any political party. Like, I'm not a Republican or a Democrat. I'm, I, I consider myself independent in terms of, like, you know, political, because they both have their problems with me, whatever, but that's beside the point. But I had a Republican, a very, like, um, a proud Repu Republican uh, neighbor who had a problem with Islam. 
And I, I kind of like my wife and I, we felt a little intimidated uh, because you would always like ask very, um, uh, what's the word, very um, uncomfortable questions like, uh, oh, where did you come from? So what do you guys believe in? Do you support what happened, that terrorist attack, whatever? Like his questions were really weird. But then I started responding back to him and I, he was like t- telling me about, oh, the Saudis, they chopped the hands off the people who steal whatever. And I'm like, well, capital punishment is in your religion too, right? It's in the Judaism, it's in the Old Testament, and it's in the New Testament. Capital punishment. Torturing people for certain sins that they commit. It's in there. The country doesn't do it anymore, and the Saudis don't do it anymore. They have a leeway. Capital punishment is there in all religions. And he got quiet. And I was like, yeah, look it up, man. <laughs> then we talked about the, the Prophet ﷺ, the most beautiful man this earth, like he ever walked on this earth. I was telling him how he was telling us that Sharia does not apply on a non-Muslim country. Unless the country itself applies the Sharia, then we're good. We follow the role, the, the, the laws of the lands. That's it. And he was like, really? I'm like, yeah. It's in our religion that we cannot apply Sharia in a non-Muslim country unless they do themselves. The government decides to do so. And he was like, oh, I didn't know that. And guess what? Wallahi, it became a semi-friendship. After we had this, it was like, a, I feel like it was like more of like an hour and 45 minute conversation. I'm not, I still remember. Um, and there was an understanding because of knowledge. He was ignorant about my own religion, right? So I gave him some knowledge. And I was confident about it. And I had proof. And I told him to look it up. Also, I was ignorant before, but I try to gain knowledge to have this conversation. See what happens when you're knowledgeable? You end up being more civilized in your conversations. You come to an understanding because of knowledge. But as long as one party is ignorant or both parties are ignorant, this is an ignorant combined with hate and fear is the worst combination and that's what hap- what's happening to the Muslims right now. The French people in the street are randomly, and I'm not talking about all French people here, I'm talking about the extremists, the white supremacists in France. They're attacking Muslims because they are ignorant. They have fear of Muslims because of their ignorance and they have hate because of their ignorance. Ignorance is the source of all evil, just to let you know. Not innocent ignorance. I'm talking about that type of ignorance. Because when you're ignorant, what happens? A president could manipulate you. A political figure could manipulate you because you have no knowledge. They could tell you Islam is the worst thing ever. It's a very violent religion. It's this and that. It promotes violence. And guess what? You'll believe it because you're ignorant. You have no knowledge. That's for the non-Muslims. Now for the Muslim, you're ignorant when you're some extremist groups could brainwash you because you have no knowledge of your actual religion you could be oppressed you could be humiliated and you won't be able to respond back because you have no 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 knowledge you are ignorant ignorance is never a good thing never a good thing china what's happening in china this is straight up like it's in concentration camps they're brainwashing the muslims those of you who don't know what's happening in the Uyghur or the Uyghur, in, 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 like that's how they say it in Chinese, 
in, in the Uyghur or the Uyghur in, in, in China, they are brainwashing the Muslims to not become Muslims anymore. They're, they're forcing them to eat in Ramadan. They're forcing them to eat while they're fasting. They're taking away their mushafs. They're forcing them not to pray. They're forcing them to eat pork. And the whole world is watching. And nobody's doing a thing about it. This is public knowledge. I'm not like a conspiracy theorist. I'm not an alarmist. Look it up. It's on CNN. Actually, CNN went there to film what's happening inside of those camps. Look it up. It's on YouTube. If you don't know what I'm talking about. Burma. Burning people alive. Buddhists burning Muslim children alive. I've seen the pictures online. I've seen the videos online. And the United Nations finally, after couple of years admitted that this is considered to be a crisis but what happened when they announced that nothing nothing our muslim leaders are having so much fun of making deals with themselves making deals with the west and forgetting about islam that's not a priority that's exactly what i started this conversation with not a priority the only solution to what's happening right now is to prioritize your goals. What is your goal? Getting close to Allah, then that will make... How would you do that? How would you do that? By gaining knowledge. When you gain knowledge, that's the beginning of a big and a successful solution, inshallah. I support boycotting all the French products because it's already working, by the way. Because there's a hashtag now, boycott the French products because of what they did. Do you know what they're doing? France are putting these humiliating, disgusting cartoons of the Prophet who they don't even know what he looks like. They just put a guy with a beard. How ignorant of them, right? A guy with a beard, okay, that's the Prophet. And put him in the most disgusting like drawings ever and they put it on huge billboards big massive billboards across big cities in france you're oppressing seven percent of your people what kind of country does that blatantly oppressing them in germany in 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 um um uh, what is it, the, uh, the, the other country? Um, in Austria. So many far-right groups are just attacking Islam. Here in the U.S., we're fighting with it. But it's not as horrible and horrifying as Europe. Well, you never know now. It might be in a, in a, you know, in a little bit. Get to know your religion, my dear brothers and sisters. Ask questions. Seek knowledge. Seeking knowledge will help you in the hereafter because this is your good deeds. Your only ticket to the hereafter is by knowledge. How would you expect to go to paradise? By living and calling yourself a Muslim and that's it? By praying five times a day when you don't even know why do you have to pray and you feel nothing while you're praying? Absolutely not. Not going to happen. I hate to break it to you. Not going to happen. You need to love your religion. You need to love the man who sacrificed so much to deliver the message to us. The Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. I'm going to start, inshallah, also start 
um, in, on either videos or, or the podcast or both, inshallah, um, uh, some lectures about the Prophet Sallallahu and some episodes describing him and his attitude and his character. He was the best of mankind. The best of mankind and he's been humiliated by an ignorant leader, ignorant government who knows nothing about decency. Because if they did, they wouldn't be doing what they're doing right now. Boycott the French, my dear brothers and sisters. If you're, I mean, I, I never bought French products any, I mean, there were maybe a, a little bit colognes and whatnot. But now, boycotting it because it's effective. They just released, I think, a statement uh, demanding or asking people to not boycott their products because of that statement of their president. That means it's working. When the French government releases a statement like that, that means it's working. It's hurting their economy. Maybe by a little bit. But still, hurting. Do your part. Participate in a good way. So yeah, that's it for today's episode. And uh, again, uh, I was uh, planning on taking a break. But I got out of my break because this was very, very, very important to address. And please, if you have any questions regarding that, do your research. Look it up. Look up what's happening. Look up what's happening in China, in Myanmar, in Burma. In Syria, bombings after bombings, this houses destroyed. Yemen, Yemen is the country that uh, the Prophet ﷺ gave us, told us to take care of as Muslims. Usikum bi Yemen. The Prophet ﷺ says, "Take care of the people of Yemen," and yet Muslims are bombing this country. Muslims, they're destroying it with the help of the West, the Western countries. It's, that's, that's the reality we live in. Don't fall into the trap of getting angry and act foolishly. Because that's what they want to do. They want to trap you into labeling you as a terrorist, as a violent, religious human being. Don't fall into that trap, my dear brothers and sisters. You're allowed to be angry, but turn this anger into a positive energy. Learn. Let the anger be the force that pushes you to gain more knowledge, to fight ignorance with knowledge. Nothing is better in this world than fighting ignorance with knowledge. Because guess what? Knowledge, correct knowledge, real knowledge will always win, inshallah. All right. So thank you so much for listening. And uh, I know I got a little bit uh, emotional, but uh, it is it is what it is. I... I, I um, it's a situation that, inshallah, I have no doubt that will be fixed. But it starts with us. Allah won't fix something while we're just slacking. He won't do it for us unless we have the will. Have the will, start working for it, gain knowledge, and Allah will do the rest. Victory will come from Allah. But we have to start going for it first. Thank you so much for listening. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.